0: testimonies, you will not be found wanting in Jesus' name. Yeah. Your own testimony will not be lacking in Jesus' name. Yeah. Tell somebody, my own, my own testimony, testimony will, not will, not will not be lacking in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to... Uh, uh, no, first, I think I want to appreciate our choir. Let's let's clap for Jesus, for our, for our God bless you. You are doing a wonderful job. The Lord cannot to lift you up in Jesus' name. Now when, uh, when the drum mix with, uh, what is that thing? The gangan. What's the, what's the English name for gangan? Eh, when the, the drum that does not talk <laughs> meets with the drum that talks, there is what is called melody. Did anybody perceive that melody? Yeah. The melody is melodious. <laughs> and we thank God for your lives. The Lord will lift you up in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 1 to 3. Genesis 1, 1 to 3. Father, as we go into your world this morning, go with us. Speak unto us. Do a work of creation in our lives. In Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen? Mm -hmm. Today I want to start discussing with us a series, I have taught a question. Now the topic for this morning is Jesus at creation. But the series I'm talking about is a question that I call Where is Jesus? Can you ask somebody where is Jesus? Yes. Where is Jesus? As we go ahead as we are going to uh, understand with me where we are going. But this morning I want to talk about Jesus at what? Creation. Somebody is not sure. Jesus at what? Creation. I want to talk about this, the Jesus at creation this morning. As we go through, we are going to see Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. So where is Jesus in the passage we have just read? The Bible says, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the first thing I want us to take note of from that passage is that Jesus is the beginning. What did I just say? Jesus is the beginning. He said it himself. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, you see, we started from Genesis chapter 1. And if you realize the scriptures, the Bible, I mean, we are meant to understand that the scripture is a book of progressive revelation. Book of what? In other words, in old, that's why you appreciate the faith of the Old Testament fathers. They didn't have the wealth of information and knowledge that we have today. And yet, they obeyed God. We have the revelation, we have everything. And yet, we still find it difficult to do what? To obey God. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, you see, Jesus is speaking here. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Say, said the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come. The Almighty. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. When you look at the letters to the seven churches, in Revelation chapter 1, I mean verse 11, you see a list of those seven churches. He went further to say, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. He told John, What you see, write in a book and send to those seven churches. Now, for those of us that know either his history or geography or whatever it is, we are made to understand that those seven churches mentioned in Revelation chapter 1 are in present day which country? Anybody? Present day? Present day Turkey. All the seven cities mentioned in that particular uh, 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 Bible passage, that's Revelation chapter 1 verse 11. All of them are in present day Turkey. And if you know, I mean, uh, uh, what is going on in the world today, uh, how Christian is Turkey? Anybody knows? How Christian is Turkey? Turkey is very unchristian. Turkey is over 90%, and that is conservatively put, over 90% an Islamic country. In fact, they said the largest museum in Turkey today was once what? A church. The largest museum in Turkey was once a church. So the seven churches that these messages came to were in Turkey. But that's not the important thing. We are not studying geography today. What I'm trying to bring out is this. That as it was in the beginning, so it is now. When you look at the letters to those seven churches, it represents the churches that we have when? Today. It was addressed to churches... Over 2,000 years ago. But it represents the churches that we have today. I'm trying to look at the point. He said, I am what? I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. You are here today. You are 25 years old. You are 20 years old. You are 40 years old. You are 55 years old. Everyone here has a future. Some of you don't even believe that. I see everyone here has a future. Amen. Now, the future you don't know. Who knows? He knows. Jesus knows the future you do not know. That's why we said he is the beginning. But it's not just the beginning, he's what? He knows the end of the book. If you would allow him. Unfortunately, many of us, what do we do? We mess up in between. Because you don't listen to the writer of the book, I pray that at the end of your race you will look back and say to God be the glory. Amen. I've run a glorious race. Amen. That's what Paul said. I have run a good course. I have fought the faith. Henceforth is laid out for me what a crown of glory. You will not miss your crown of glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is the beginning. He's the beginning. And the Bible says, at the end of the ages, he will still declare this name. When you look at Revelation 21 verse 6, Revelation 21 verse 6, he said unto me, it is done. That's what it is done. That's why we said the seed is over. It is done. The work that God was doing in your life is what is completed. He said it is done. I am Alpha and Omega. This is Revelation 21 verse 6. Where does Revelation end? How many chapters are in Revelation? Anybody knows? Twenty-two. Genesis chapter one verse one says, "In the beginning." And we are saying Jesus is the beginning. In the book of Revelation, chapter twenty-one verse six, said, "It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end." And he said, "I will give unto him that is athirst of the fountain of the water of life." How? Freely. I will give freely. But you know, brethren, that something is given does not mean it is received. True or false? So the question I'm going to ask you today is, will you receive it? Will you receive that which is given unto you? Or do you want to hold on to that which you have, which cannot help you? We were in the car on our way to church this morning, and my daughter was talking about, oh, in heaven, we are going to live in heaven for one million years. How is that going to be? Only one thing is missing. And what is that thing that is missing? In heaven, there's no world clock. There's no wristwatch. There's no time in heaven. Time is a creation for our dispensation. Once you go beyond this dispensation, time will do what? Will cease to exist. The only thing that matters in heaven is something called eternity. Tell somebody eternity. The question is are you going to partake in it? Jesus is the beginning. When you go to Revelation 22, verse 13 to 16, I'm going to read this one. Revelation 22, verses 13 to 16. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Next verse, verse 14. He said, Blessed are they that do his commandments. Tell somebody I am blessed. But you are only blessed if you do his commandments. In other words, blessed are those that are obedient to his word. He said that they may have right to a tree of life. That is the tree that, uh, that is the reason Adam Adam was driven out of the garden of Eden. Because he would have eaten that tree. And man would have lived a miserable life in this body of sin. But there are some people that will obey him. And the Bible says they will have right to the tree of life. And they will enter into the gates into the city. Who is the gate of the city? Anybody knows? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Is that not so? No man comes to the Father. No man enters thy, that gate. But by who? By Jesus. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 15. It said, for without. In other words, some people will not enter this gate. Who are those people? The Bible says, they are dogs, they are sorcerers, they are hallmongers, they are murderers, idolaters. Whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I always like to emphasize that, that part. Whosoever does what? Some of us don't tell lies. Oh. We don't tell lies. But you encourage others to tell lies on your behalf. We are all in the same category. Whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Now look at verse 16. He said, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bride and morning star. We are still looking at the fact that Jesus is the beginning. And brethren, all creation was in the beginning. So, if all creation was in the beginning, and we said the beginning is Jesus, this means all creation was in who? Is somebody with me? It's a very simple equation. You don't need to do any quadratic or whatever it is. Jesus himself said it. He said, I am the beginning and what? I am. So if he is the beginning, if all creation was in the beginning, then all creation is in him. And remember the series we were looking at over the last maybe four or five weeks? Anybody remember the topic we were discussing? Christ in you. Christ in you. So if he is the beginning, and he is in you, it means the beginning is in you. When he is in you, he's not there to just keep quiet and watch. Like many of us would say, Jesus is what the silent listener to every conversation. Something about Neil, the unseen guest, let him be seen. Let everybody appreciate the fact that in every conversation, who is listening? In fact, let Jesus speak through you. Christ in you. Christ in you. If the creator is in you, it is time for some creation in you and through you. There is a creative force in you. There is a creative power in you. You are a creator. You possess divine creative powers because what? Christ is in you. The only way the devil cheats us and deceives us is he makes us not to believe what the Lord has said unto us. Is that also? That's how he came to Eve. Did God say? Had God say? And he began to. All that uh, the devil made Eve to do was to doubt God. And that was it. We were talking about consciousness on the school. Don't allow the devil to make you to do what? To doubt God. Once he makes you to doubt God, he blunts your creative force. He blunts your creative ability. You know what I mean by blunt, right? You know when you have an accent, and the accent is blunt, what's something that you use to strike and it will cut once. The more you strike, the more tired you are, because the accent is not achieving its purpose. The Bible says, the word of God is what? Sharper than what? Two-edged sword. Don't allow the devil to blunt the word of God in you through unbelief by making you to doubt God. Jesus is the beginning. He creates order into disorderliness. He has a solution to that void in your heart. He has the answer to the darkness that surrounds or threatens you and that's very important are you contending with darkness in any way are you contending with a void does it look to you that as if the more you strive to achieve it the more it looks like a mirage maybe you've not allowed him to be the beginning in your life he's the beginning of all that is good he's a god of plan and purpose He's a God that holds the future in view. Many of us will struggle through life. And unfortunately, after all the struggles, we stand before the Father and the struggle is not over. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. We say Jesus is what? The burden bearer. What does that mean? He bears bodies. He carries bodies. He wants to carry yours if you will align. He is the beginning. That's the first point we want to make. The topic we are looking at today is Jesus at creation. So, Jesus is the beginning. But not only is he the beginning, Jesus was in the beginning. He was what? He was in the beginning. He was in the beginning. When you look at John chapter 1, John chapter 1, verses. 1, 2, 1, 2, 3. John chapter 1 verse, it said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Now look at verse 3. All things, how many things? All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. He was in the beginning, brethren, as the spoken word, and the Bible wants us to understand that the world was created with a spoken word. So, without Jesus, nothing could have been created. Let's look at Second Peter chapter three. Second Peter chapter three, verses five to seven. 2 Peter three, verses five to seven. He said, For these they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, verse 6, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished, verse 7. But the heaven and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. See the what I mean, the Bible here in the book of 2 Peter is attesting to what we saw in Genesis chapter 1 that by the word of God, the world was created. When you look at Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, verses from verse 16, I'm, go, I'm going to read just maybe verse 16 or 17. It says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in the earth visible and invisible, whether they be throne, dominions, principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. What is, who is this person referring to? Jesus. All things were created for him and by him. Let's look at verse 17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. He was at the beginning as the word of God. We are looking at Jesus at creation. And the Bible makes us to understand that this word live it. This word live it. The word gives abiding life. Abiding life. That's in First Peter chapter 1, verse 23 to 25. I'm not going to read that. 1 Peter 1, 23 to 25. See, that's why the Bible says we must control our tongues. Tell somebody control your tongue. You cannot say anything and say, eh, I, I didn't mean it. Uh, That's not what I meant. You said it. Like our elders will say, they, they, I mean, words spoken are like what? Like I, I mean, raw egg that is broken. Once you break the egg and you spill the yolk and everything inside, you can't put them together again. Control your tongue. Because the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we are talking spiritually now. We are talking spiritually. What you say must be guided by the Spirit of God in you. What you say must be guided by the Word of God in you. That's why the Bible makes us to understand that if you are going to overcome, Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, Revelation 12 11, so they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony. A testimony implies that there is a test. A testimony implies that you have gone through that test successfully. A testimony implies that when you saw that difficulty, you did not chicken out, you did not run away, you did not say, The whole world is against me. Brethren, I know many of us here have had that experience. There are days you are going to bed and it looks as if it is the end of the world. Is that not so? It looks as if nothing is working out. It looks as if tomorrow there will be no sunrise. But there will be sunrise. There will be sunshine. You just need to remember that the Bible says, Weeping may endure for how long? For a night. It doesn't even say for many nights. Weeping may endure for a night. It's only one night. Only one night out of all the nights in your, in your life. Remember that the siege is over. Do you believe the siege is over? Yeah. Weeping may endure for a night. But what comes in the morning? Your joy comes in Jesus' name. Amen. I say your joy comes in Jesus' name. Amen. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. The word delivers. The word does what? The word word delivers. When you go through the Bible, you find that when you start talking about demonic possession, oppression, obsession, and all those things, they came in. They uh, They became manifested in the time of Christ. The power, the authority over demons to cast them out, to deliver them, were not demonstrated in the Old Testament until Christ came. But one thing I want us to realize today, I want us to understand, that even when those demons recognized Jesus, if Jesus did not cast them out, what happened? Anybody? What happened? They will remain there. That's the power of the word that we speak. You don't cast out a demon by looking at a demon. You don't cast out a demon by looking and say, Oh, I know you are there. I know you are there. Uh, I, I, I will have time for you later. You have got to speak the word. You've got to do what? It's very important. Yeah. You know how we say Jesus was in the beginning. As a spoken word of God. When he met the madman of of Gadarin, or Gadara as the case may be, the man fell before Jesus and said, What have you to do with us? It wasn't him that was speaking, it was the spirit in him. We know who you are. If Jesus had just listened to them and continued his journey, what would happen to that man? He would still be bound. But when the word is spoken, it's not when you think about it. See, I'm trying to bring out a very important point, brethren. You must speak the word. You must do what? Therein lies the power. Therein lies the power. When the word is spoken, the devil has no choice but to do what? To obey. The demons have no choice but to obey. God will have his way in your life. Yeah. You see, it's very important. As we are sitting down in church like this, even if you are contending with any demonic issues, and that's why it's important when the word comes forth, that you, that you say what? Say amen. As I say amen. Yeah. It's important when maybe, the, the, I mean, the pastor is just preaching and he says a prayer. That could be the prayer that will set somebody free. You may not know, but God will have done what He will do. Remember that story of that man that said, "I grab it." How many of us remember that story? "I grab it." <laughs> the pastor was preaching, and he was making pronouncements. And as he was making, it was as if people were sleeping in church. Nobody was saying amen. Nobody was answering him until one man, whom they they described as an occasional church. Uh, Goa, he was a member of the church, he comes to church once in a while, he just happened to be in church that day. And you know, the way God does his things, it was that man that God opened his eyes. And so, as the pastor makes a pronouncement, the man saw that there were two angels standing behind the pastor. When the pastor makes a pronouncement, one angel would take something from a big backyard and it to the congregation. But because nobody was saying amen, what happened? The other angel will go and do what? And pick it up. So the man saw it once. He saw it twice. The next time Pastor made the pronouncement, what did he say? He said, I grabbed it. And until the service was over, nobody understood what was going on, except who? Except that man. He kept grabbing it. And then the person called him. Bro, you are excited today. Is there something I don't know? Then he told the pastor what he saw. And that's why when you are in church and the pastor says a prayer or when a word comes from the altar and you are supposed to say amen, what do you say? Say amen. When you say amen, you do what? You grab it. It's very important. And I pray for someone here today. Every contrary spirit that followed you to this church will not follow you back in Jesus' name. Yeah. You know, a lady was, being, was going through deliverance. And she said, when they are coming to church, there is a plant in front of the church. where they, Because they knew that that church was hot. They put their demonic uh, powers on that plant. So they come into the church like normal and normal. And when they leave the church, what do they do? They pick it up. They pick it up. Or he took divine intervention to expose what was going on. I pray for you one more time. Any powers that followed you to this place, today you are set in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever has been hindering the creative manifestation of God in your life, today the fire of God will destroy in the name of Jesus. Amen. When you look at Mark chapter 7, verse 32 to verse 37, the Bible says they brought to Jesus a man that was deaf and had an impediment In his speech, and I said, touch him, touch him. The Bible says he put his fingers in his ears, his speech, he touched his tongue, and looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him in verse 34, A fatter that is be opened. I speak to somebody's life today. Whatever is hindering your motion, I approach in the name of Jesus. That door that looks closed before you. I command it, open in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your tongue that looks tight, I said, be open in the name of Jesus. Amen. I remember when my first daughter was born, some, a woman, I think she's a nurse, she came to me and said, oh, eh, something eh, on the tongue, eh, if it is not caught, eh, she will not be able to speak well. I didn't answer how. And my daughter speaks very well today, oh. I speak unto anything that is holding down your tongue. I say, be loose in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Whatever makes you to speak not the way you want to speak. Remember, we are talking about Jesus in the beginning as a spoken word. If you cannot speak it, you cannot achieve what you desire. Whatever makes you not to be able to speak the word that God is given unto you. Ah, I will put in your life today in Jesus' name. Yeah. You are set free in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will manifest divine glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Mark chapter 9, verse 17 to 29, the Bible says, A man said unto Jesus, I have brought my son, which has a dumb spirit. That's his own uh, understanding. But what does this dumb spirit do? do? He taketh him, charity, him, he foameth, and all that stuff. But Jesus just addressed that dumb spirit. He said, come out of him. And as usual, you know, you know, you know the devil is a drama artist. How many of us know know that? Oh, the devil is good at drama. He's good at noise making. He's good at what? That's why they say, empty guns make the loudest noise. And when the devil makes noise, some people are afraid of him. But if you know the authority that you have. Remember what I said at the beginning. All that the devil wants you to do is to do what? Doubt God. Tell why you don't doubt, God. don't doubt God. Hold on to the word he has given unto you because it shall come to pass. Amen. Because there shall be a divine manifestation. Yes. When Jesus commanded the deaf and dumb spirit to come out of that boy, oh, there was some shakara and whatever, whatever. And men looked at the boy and said, he's dead. Was he dead? Jesus lifted him up. Give him unto his father. I speak unto every deaf and dumb spirit. I say be gone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever represents a deaf and dumb spirit in your life, I say the end has come to start today in Jesus' name. Amen. You will manifest divine glory. Amen. I say you will manifest divine glory. God has started a good work in your life. And the Bible says, he that has begun a good work in your life, what will he do? He will complete it. Isn't that something about our God? He doesn't start something that he cannot complete. And when the enemy sees that you are beginning to overcome him, he tries to put a stumbling block on your path so that you've, got, you've come this far. You are about to get to the end and he will put everything to discourage you. that's why you don't be, don't be discouraged. I see women say don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. You will overcome in Jesus name. Amen. I say you will overcome in Jesus name. Amen. So Jesus is the beginning. Jesus was in the beginning as a spoken word. And number three, Jesus is the light of the world. That's why the first creation was what? Let there be what? Light. Let there be light. And there was light. In that John chapter 1 that we read, verses 4 and 5, he says, In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. Whatever stands for darkness in your life, the light of God will overcome today in Jesus' name. Yeah. Because this is your season of divine manifestation. Amen. Every hindrance is being uprooted in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say it's been uprooted in the name of Jesus. Amen. See, wherever Jesus goes, what goes there? Light. Wherever he goes, light goes. Jesus is here today. Is that also? He's not just here today, he's in someone here. Who is he in? He's in you. He's in me. So, as we are here, we have the light of God coming together in multifaceted ways. Very important. That's why in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, Isaiah 9, verse 2, the Bible says, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them had the light shine. That passage is repeated in Matthew chapter 4 verse 13 to verse 16. But you see, it says, they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of COVID. They that dwell in the land of the fear of COVID. The Bible says, upon them had the light shine." I want to tell someone here today you are safe. Amen. Somebody does not believe that. I say you are safe. Amen. Tell somebody you are saved. safe. Now tell the person I am, I am safe. That's why Christ came to die. He came to this world so that you might live in the glow of his light. In John chapter 8, verse 12, John chapter 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Now, I want you to uh, uh, be mindful of one thing here. Before Jesus Christ said, I am the light of the world, he was interacting with a woman that the Bible says was caught in adultery. Interacting with her to the extent of telling her, if you are going to abide in this light, you need to sin no more. That was his word to that woman. In John chapter 8, verse 3 to 11, (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. Now, the important thing for this is for Jesus to say, I am the light of the world. He looked at that woman. She was condemned. The people that brought her to him, what are they expecting? What are they expecting? I mean, they expected Jesus Christ to say, What are you waiting for? Stone her to death. But what did Jesus say? He say he that had no sin. Let him be the first to cast a stone. And I think they, needed, they started doing a, uh, a, a regurgitation of what they have done in just 24 hours. Not even the whole life. Just in the last 24 hours. Some of them realized that uh is it because this one was caught? Where was I three hours ago? Where was I six hours ago? <laughs> and so one by one, they began to leave. This is very important. Are you here today, accused, condemned, and guilty before man? There is a place for you in God. If you turn your face away from man, unto who? Unto God. And make up your mind to sin no more. That's why he said, I am the light of of the world. I am the only one that can set your path aright. I am the only one that can set your path straight. It's not any man. You know, it was the scribes, the leaders, the spiritual leaders of the land, that brought this one before Jesus. It's not any pastor, It's not any priest, It's not any prophet, but who? Jesus. That's why I said, I am the light of the world. I alone can shine into that darkness. And make you my plan and purpose for your life. But he told that woman, he said, go and do what? Sin no more. Go and sin no more. The next time Jesus declared himself to be the light of the world. Was when he gave sight to a blind man. In John chapter 9, verse 1 to 7. They came to him, they saw a man that was born blind. And I said, who did sin? Somebody must have sinned for this man to be born blind. But Jesus said, nobody sinned. Whatever has happened to this man is that the work of God should be made manifest in him. I have a message for someone here today. What you are going through is that the work of God be made manifest in you. There's a testimony prepared for you. And if you go through I mean, if you successfully go through it, you have a testimony. Amen. Testimony. You have a testimony. He said, "Nobody sin. This is not because of sin. This is because God is working things out for you." Is there anyone here that God is working things out for you? <laughs> I know of a truth that God is working things out for me. There are days that I look ahead for. What do you call it? Uh, excitement and encouragement. And what I meet is the height of discouragement. There are days that the people that should encourage me are the ones that discourage me. There are days that the people that should, should I mean, uh, uh, help me to stand are the ones that if they have their way, they will help me to do what? To fall. But in such days, on such days, I come back to the word of God. He told this, th- th- these people, it's not because anybody's sin, it's that the work of God may be made manifest. I pray for someone here today, your life will give glory to God. Amen. I say your life will give glory to God. Amen. When men look around to look for somebody to say, this, this person helped me, this one helped me, they will find nobody. I say, ah, you know what? He's just God. That's why somebody can stand up and say, I don't even know the person that helped me. But I know one thing. Once I was blind. But now I see. The person that made me to see, I don't even know him. But I know that God sent him to me. God will send you to someone. God will send someone to you. So what do you need to do? As we round up this morning. John chapter 12, verses 35 and 36. John 12, 35 and 36. Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness know not whither he goeth. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. They still spoke Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. While you have the light, believe in the light. And who is the light? It's Jesus. I'm going to repeat it again. Don't let the devil make you to doubt God. If you are able to avoid that, Ah, your testimonies will be will be the greatest. Amen. I say your testimonies will be the greatest. Amen. God has done it for men in different ways. He wants to do it for you too. He wants to do it for you, but you must allow Him. You must allow Him, and His name will be glorified in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. What do you need to do? Do not walk in darkness. Walk in the light. Believe in the light, that you may be a child of the light. Let's burn our heads. Let's our heads. Let's our heads. The Bible says, "Vain is the help of man." Maybe your trust is in man. <laughs> Today is a day of reorientation. A day of what? Reorientation to the only one that can help you. That Jesus that was at creation, the one who is the beginning, the spoken word of God, today is a day of the orientation. Why don't you open your hearts to him? There is a song we sing that, I have made you too small in my life. Oh Lord, forgive me. Maybe that's what you need to say today. I say, Lord, I have made you too small. I have not accorded you the right... Uh, Place in my life, in my heart. I'm struggling when I ought to commit things into your hand. You are the only one that can do that creative miracle that I desire. You are the only one that can do that which men say is impossible. Why don't you tell him right now? Do it. Do it in me. Do it in me. Maybe you've not given your life to Jesus. Ah, that's the starting point. That's the only way that you can live in this life. Is if you give your life to Christ. Why don't you give your life to Jesus? You are watching us online. You are not born again. That's it. This is an opportunity for that. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come into my situation. Accept me. Take me as I am. I am tired of this darkness. I am tired of this void. Come into my life right now. Write my name in the book of life. Everything and anything that is taking your place in my life, I come against. Be the Lord of my life. Be the light that fills all in me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's rise on our feet. I have a few prayer points I'm going to pray before we run up. A few prayer points. A few prayer points I'm going to pray. Hmm. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We said Jesus is the beginning. Jesus was in the beginning. Jesus is the light of the world. You are going to pray for yourself. You say, Father, visit the foundation of my life today in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Visit the foundation of my life. Brethren, it's very important. If the foundation of your life is not addressed, you are trying to build on the wrong foundation. You cannot make headway. Visit the foundation of my life today in the name of Jesus. Visit the foundation of my life, Father. Visit the foundation of my life. Ah, visit the foundation of my life. Visit the foundation of my life today. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. I've shared this testimony with us before. Oh, is it a testimony or a story? But it happened. Of a particular hospital in Lagos, Nigeria, that we are told that every child that is born in that hospital, they birth the child, and the first bath, the water they, they used to bath the child, they pour it in a water bottle and take it to the medical director's office. What is he doing with it? Somebody who was a child of God began to wonder, what is he doing with the water? And one day the Lord instructed her, just knock on the man's door, don't wait for an answer, just knock and open the door. Maybe you have knocked. What did she find? The man was drinking the water. Now, the children that are born in that hospital, did they do anything wrong? But, in fact, it's not general hospital, look. There are hospitals that only people with money will go there for their, for their children to be born. But from the foundation of their life, they are born with problems. Unless God restores their glory, it's already compromised. So you see why a prayer like this is very important. Pray that prayer. They say, Father, Father, visit the foundation of my life. Today, 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 before I leave this church. Visit the foundation of my life today, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Visit the foundation of my life today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. You say, Father, Father, repair my beginning in life. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Repair my own beginning in life. Repair my beginning in ministry. Repair my beginning in marriage. Repair my beginning. Ah, Malika Washkate. Repair my beginning in Canada. Repair my beginning in marriage. Repair my beginning, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hey, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. We say, Father, make me a vessel of your light. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Make me a vessel of your light. Make me a vessel of your light. Let your light shine through me, O Lord. Make me a vessel of your light, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Malma make me a vessel of your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You see, every uncompleted miracle in my life. Father, perfect right now. In the name of Jesus. Everyone completed miracle. Everyone completed miracle. In my life, perfect today. Perfect right now. In the name of Jesus. Ah, in Jesus' name we are praying. Where's he going to pray that prayer? That man was born blind. God made him, but he was born blind because there was an uncompleted miracle in his life. Until the day Jesus intervened. You may not know what your complete miracle is, but pray that prayer as if you made it. Say, so every completed miracle every in my life, Father, Father, perfect right now, in the name of Jesus. Perfect, O oh Lord. Every uncompleted miracle. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Say, Father, let my life testify to your glory. In the name of Jesus. Let my life testify to your glory. Let my life testify to your glory, O Lord. Let my life testify to your glory, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let my life testify to your glory, O Lord In the name of Jesus Thank you, Heavenly Father In Jesus' name we are praying Say, wash me clean, O Lord Of every condemnation From the foundation of my life Wash me clean, Father Every condemnation From the foundation of my life Wash me clean Wash me and make me whole Wash me and cleanse me Every condemnation from the foundation of my life. Ah, Marima Sita Ira Ushkate. Wash me clean, wash me clean. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Finally, we say, Father, speak into my life and do a creative miracle. He spoke and the world was created. Ah, say, Father, speak into my life. And do a creative miracle, and In Jesus' name. Yes. Some people don't need miracle. If you don't need miracle, say Father, speak into the life of pastor, and do a creative miracle for him. So you don't have to pray for yourself, but just don't keep quiet. And he, he, so he, say Father, speak into my life, and do a creative miracle. But in paraventure, you don't need one. Send it back to me. You know what? they call back to sender. Amen. Open your mouth pray. prayer. Say, Father, speak into my life today. Do a creative miracle. In the name of Jesus. Do a creative miracle. Lord. In the name of Jesus. Do a creative miracle. Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Now you are going to pray that prayer for somebody. I mean, I, I have a note here that uh, uh, a brother was rushed to the hospital. He's not a member of this story. Someone that I know. Was rushed to the hospital. And he uh, uh, had some complications. I want us to pray that prayer for him. And say, father, 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 speak into his life. His right now and do a creative miracle in the name of jesus father speak into his life all who are speak into his life speak into his life right now and do a creative miracle in the name of jesus in Jesus' name, we are praying. You know, that person that was brought before Jesus, that was deaf, did I say Jesus touched him and said, Which means be open. We are still praying for this, our brother. We say, Lord Jesus, touch him right now. And let that be a divine opening for him, in the name of Jesus. Touch him, touch him, O oh Lord. Let there be a divine opening. Marikabo sita Linda itragabo. Touch him, O oh Lord. Maye krima katolia atogobundoria. Mariska pori mashata. Maye toli andragabo. Touch him, O oh Lord. Marise telebo shkani na itragabo. Let there be a divine opening. Let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Be magnified and be glorified. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Every prayer point you have raised this day, answer by fire in the name of Jesus. Answer from the throne in the name of Jesus. We commit that brother, right into your hands. Even as we speak right now. Let him a divine opening in the name of Jesus. Amen. That which he could not do, hey. let him begin to do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because you are a living God, Father, prove yourself. Amen. And let your name be glorified. Amen. You take all the glory Amen. and the blessings shall be ours. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You, we love you, Lord. For we are praying in Jesus' name. Amen.